Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors, LLC, GA, and or their investment advisor representatives. This is Ready, Aim, Retire with Rob Curvin from Advanced Planning Advisors, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here's Ready, Aim, Retire with your host, Rob Curvin. Welcome folks to another episode of Ready, Aim, Retire. Rob Curvin here as usual with Tony Shore. Tony, how are we doing today? Oh, I am so good. If I was any better, my name would be Rob Curvin. You know that. Oh, geez. Top of the world, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, I am so good. Uh, I've had a great week, uh, just uh, busy with the kids as usual. But uh, how about you, Rob? Before we introduce, I know you have a special guest today that I you're do. very excited about. But before we introduce and bring on our special guest, uh, tell us what's going on over there. You know what? Things are good, Tony. I get no complaints. We got, uh, you know, Thanksgiving's around the corner. So I know this is a podcast and I know you guys will listen to this, you know, probably 50, 100 times throughout the year, but it is being recorded a few <laughs> weeks before Thanksgiving. Um, so we're getting that kind of stuff organized. Got my mother coming into town. So that's usually, uh, you know, usually, you know, enjoyable and there's, you know, some good stuff there. Uh, and otherwise, just you know, just getting ready for uh, to the end of the year. You know, we're going to do the end of the year push. The market seems to be in our favor. We're uh, we'll talk all about that kind of stuff today. And last week, I kind of gave the the teaser, which I don't normally do, but I'm kind of excited about uh, the guest today. So normally we talk, you know, about retirement and different different things. And once in a while, we're lucky enough to have uh, a guest come on. Uh, talk to us and and because people really want to hear you know give me another perspective of of the actual markets and to talk to us today about the markets and about what's going on uh then keith gangle and uh i want to first of all i'll give you a, just a little ref, you know background on keith and we'll ask keith and we'll get into it a little bit but he he is a portfolio manager at gradient investments he's in charge of the core select portfolio and the G33. We're going to get a breakdown of those. But before that, he, he was, you know, at a few different firms, and we're going to we're going to uh, ask him about that and, and what's going on. But he is seasoned, got over 22 years, uh, you know, in this industry, a huge asset to Gradient, and we'll get we'll get all that background, uh, you know, coming right up. But without further ado, I want to welcome you, Keith. I know you're on the line there. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, you know, I like to build people up around here, Keith. You, <laughs> you, know. did, a, you did a great job. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you missed you missed one thing from his biography, probably the the highlight, and that's his time spent in the UFC as an ultimate fighter. Yeah. Keith, you were just got back. <laughs> <laughs> he still does it on the weekends, you and know. I'm that's... just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, let me ask you. So, Keith, what do you have going on? Give me, uh, you know, without business aside, what do you got going on? We got Thanksgiving around the corner, the end of the year. You know, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, busy with kids. You know, now it's winter time up here. I just went out for lunch, and uh, amazingly, I didn't. It's snowing here, and I didn't have my uh, ice scraper, so it took a while to melt the snow off the windshield. So that was a little tough to start to the afternoon. I guess. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's going on. I got a couple kids, three kids. One's a senior in high school, getting ready for the college stuff. So that's kind of okay. A, that's a cool. Process. Yeah. 
So you're going to be hitting up Rob for loans just like yeah, I Rob, I heard Rob's got the guy with a lot of cash, so we're kind of looking for a little oh. help anytime oh, he can. Oh, perfect. Send <laughs> it, it, it is it a son or a daughter, Keith, that's going, uh, going I got, to high school? I, that that's a daughter. So I have two daughters. One's a senior. One's a sophomore in high school. And then I have a son that's a middle school, a seventh grader. And he plays hockey. So the the winter oh. time is nice for that, at least. Oh, that's great. Yeah, spend the yeah. spend you know three four days, five days probably in Minnesota a week in the rink is uh, you know that's the way I grew up. It was good. Yeah, we're setting up the rink. You know, probably do it this weekend in the backyard. You know, it's a Minnesota tradition here. Oh, nice. I love it. Okay, well that's perfect. Uh, you know, good luck. Stay warm. Um, we'll try. Uh, what I want to do is let's start off, Keith. Give me your your background. You know, tell me kind of how you came into this industry, um, and 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 kind of how you became where you where you are today. Just uh, you know, give us a few minutes on that. Sounds good. My background. Um, I went to school. I got a math computer science major a long time ago. You know, I've been out of school <laughs> for a lot of years. Anyway, so that was my background, and then I and end up going doing uh, computer science work for about a year. I was like, eh, this isn't quite what I wanted. I want to do more focus on the numbers side of things. So then I was like, oh, let's get into investments. And then started an investment, worked at an investment company and started a quant area, which is basically work with numbers and started a division there underneath our old investment firm. So that was the start there. And then after that, a couple years of that, I'm like, oh, I want to get more into portfolio management. And that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years plus is portfolio management. Okay. It's mostly been on, the, on the, the growth side of things. I've done large cap growth for seven, eight years, mid and small cap growth for eh, about 12 years, and now currently doing the core select and the G33. So that's my background. It's and and of, who were you with investing. before Gradient? Was it, it, it like was it Thrivent? Yeah, it was Lutheran Brotherhood to start, and then we merged, and it was called Thrivent Financial. Right. Mike Binger worked there for, him and I worked together for about 15 years. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So he got you over to the to the gradient side. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he did. It's now, a something you place. didn't mention, Keith. Yep. Um, that while you were managing that fund, you won the Lipper Leader Award twice. You know, uh, and wow. tell us what what does that mean? What is that award? How is that award handed out, or what does that award? You know, it's, uh, it's entail? a what's entail? It's like an industry standard. Basically, it looks at all the portfolio across the country. So there's Back then, it was probably five, six, eight thousand different portfolios, and then divides it up into large cap portfolios, mid cap portfolios, and small cap portfolios. So think of a matrix, and it also divides it into value portfolios, core portfolios, and growth portfolios. And at that time, I was managing the mid cap growth portfolio. Okay. So it basically looked at all the mid cap growth portfolios managed across the country, and it was probably about yeah between five and six hundred fund managers at the time, and basically ranked us from one to six hundred. Okay. We were, the, we were the top portfolio manager on a three-year track record and a five-year track record. So we won it twice. So it's kind of like winning uh, the Oscars award for an actor. Wow. Wow. Impressive. That, that's really I impressive. assumed it was based just on good looks and charm. But yeah, it, I don't know about that. It may be closer <laughs> to 600 than one if that was the case. <laughs> Reverse the number. Yeah, it'd be more on the bottom end of that scale. Uh, that's a, you know that's pretty impressive, though, Keith, all joking aside. like you know If you come in number one, uh, out of you know five six hundred, yep. Um, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. So yeah, congratulations on that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we get another one over here at Gradient. That yeah, sounds, and, uh, and the, really the big good. thing with that was our track record. It was for a three year and a five year track record, so it wasn't just short term. It was a long term performance. That's what we like to see, and that's kind of what we like to talk about with you guys too. Is 
long-term performance with your clients. And, yeah, yeah, you're, and, and hitting on that, you're 100% right. Like people can see the, you know, the ebbs and flows and people get worried about, you know, different things in the news media and, and you know, tweets and all these kinds of yep. things. But, but you know, that you just hit the nail on the head. If you take a longer term approach, and I'm not talking, you know, you know 10, 20 years, but even a three year and a five year, yep. uh, if you stick to a process, which obviously you and your team did, uh, you, you, you'll, you'll get the fruits of it, right? Exactly. And that's kind of what, I mean, they work with your clients working with you. That's what they should do. They should focus on the, have their plan, come review it, stay to the course. And that's at the end of the day, they'll be ahead of where they started. Right. Right. Very good. Well, good. That, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing stuff. So, so now, how long you been at Gradient now? A little over a year now. So it's been great. Has it been great? Is it a good spot yeah. to work? It's awesome. The people are great. <laughs> I mean, the environment's awesome. Spot. You do a lot of different things. I mean, talking to you, I mean, what better can it get? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, this the, is huge. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a good spot. I know you guys are you guys are building a pretty big team over there. Uh, the assets I know of, uh, you know, continue to grow, uh, which is is obviously these new por- new portfolios uh, that that you've introduced and that that uh, Gradient's introduced. And I know you're in charge of a couple of them. So here's here's what I'd like to do, Keith. If you could explain, we'll hit one at a time, so we won't make it Sounds too confusing good. for everybody. But um, I know you're in. You just said your background of the you know the growth stocks and the large cap corn and things like that. Gradient offers a core select portfolio, and I'd like you to explain first of all, you know, hey, what does that what does that even mean, and you know, what's in it? What do you look for? Uh, you know, we'll talk about turnover stuff like that, but just to kind of give us an overview, what that even mean, what that is. All right, the core select is it's an all equity portfolio, and it's focused on U.S. based stocks, right? So, when you think of core select, I would think about the S and P 500. So everybody's basically heard about the S and P 500, which is the largest 500 companies in the United States. Right. So the core select will basically take a subsect of that. We'll have between 50 and 80 names. Most of those names will be within that 500. These will be our 50 to 80 favorite names of that 500. There could be some other names that are not in that, that S&P 500. But generally speaking, that's how you should think of the world. Those okay. equity stocks, there'll be some that are paying dividends. Some are paying really generous dividends. Some will be paying no dividends. They'll be focused on growth. And within the core select, we'll be looking at things that are growth metrics. We'll look at things with value metrics. It'll be a good mix, and there'll be things in between, which we call the core, and that's where it gets its name. There'll be some things that have a little bit of growth and also have a little bit of value, so it's balanced. So this portfolio is kind of a portfolio for all all weathers. Okay, and do, do you like so? So I've I've read a lot and talked a lot about the <clears throat> over the last several months. There 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 was a noticeable shift from you know, growth stocks, you know, the, and, and all of a sudden they, they kind of shifted to, to more like value stocks, like a dividend play and things like that. Is that, do you guys shift that inside of this? Is yeah, it like a combination of both of them or how, it, what is it? That's, yeah, that's an excellent question. Yeah, that's why I like the core select, right? Because if you're investing in one of our other portfolios, they're focused on either the growth, like the G33 or the G50, it's, it's kind of dividend based, more value side of things. With the core select, if we feel that value is in vogue, we can shift our portfolio from the growth names into the value names and vice versa. If we think growth is going to outperform value, we'll shift from the value side of things to the growth side of things. And currently, yeah, you're right. We've seen value outperform not too long ago. And I'm starting to get the feeling that growth may start coming back here. So that's kind of getting a little more interest in some of these growth names again. Oh, really? So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's early yet, right? It hasn't happened yet, but I, I think that's kind of I'm trying to look into the future a little bit. That's one thing to do with portfolio management. We don't want to just always look at what happened in the past. We kind of want to See what can happen in the future. Be forward thinking, sure. Now, now, <clears throat> the the thing I find interesting about this portfolio is a lot of the portfolios that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, are at gradient are equal weight. This is not equal weight, is it? 
No, I forgot to touch upon that part. The rest of the portfolios are like you, we, you know, we've, we have the G33, which is 33 equally weighted names. We have the G50, which is 50 equally weighted names, and the G40i, which are all equally weighted names. The nice thing about the G33 or the core select, excuse me, is we can vary the weights. Say if we like Apple a lot, instead of being a two percent position, we can bring it all the way up to a five percent. We'll have a five percent cap just for diversification reasons. Is that the most? The most you can hold is five percent. Most is five percent. Yeah, okay. and that's for diversification. We don't want to all of a sudden say we really like a stock, but all of a sudden you're wrong on it, and say it was a ten percent position, and maybe it goes down thirty percent, and you'd be down three percent on that holding. So that's that's not how we like to operate. Right. So five percent will be the max, and then um. We'll range. You kind of think of a bucket of one, two, three, four, and five percent. If we like the stock, just a new name to the portfolio may be a one percent position. But also, we get more comfortable. Things go well. We like the valuation. We like the products and services. And it may be a three. And the name we really like, it'll be a four or five percent position. Okay. And how often do you do you change names in there, or do you? Um, you know, do you look at things quarterly and say, "Hey, we we don't like this anymore. We're getting rid of it, or we're we're lowering the the you know the holding weighting on it, or how does that work?" No, it's a day to day grind. So it's oh, like, okay. It's the one good thing for everybody investing in. It's like every day we're looking at it. Not that we're going to trade every day. The turnover is probably say about forty percent. So maybe forty percent of the portfolio, which is probably below the industry standard. So we'll watch names. If we think things are changing, we'll add to them. Or if we think things are getting worse, we may sell them. But okay. the day-to-day monitoring is not like we'll do it quarterly. And all of a sudden, one week we maybe have three or four trades, and maybe we'll go two, three weeks without a trade. Okay, perfect. And and I, and I guess the thing that uh, uh, that I like about that, and most of the ones actually over at Gradient, is instead of having uh, a ticker symbol, the client actually sees that they hold all of these stocks. So when you sell, you know, Apple and buy Boeing, they see that happen. Yep. You know, uh, so it's pretty transparent. It's it's you know, you get to see exactly what's going on and. Um, you know, and then get to ask questions based on that. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And then with the mutual fund, you just get one ticker. You don't know exactly what's happening inside. Now, if you're really a client that's pretty active in monitoring your, your actually holdings, you can actually see what we're doing. You can see that buy of Microsoft or that sell of Boeing, just like you said. And then the other advantage of having these individual sleeves is as a person buys or sells, that's their actual tax cost basis. It's different in the mutual fund world. It's, it's NAV and it's hard to explain, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So before we move on, I know the what are what are some of the uh, the heavier weighted positions that you currently have in the core select? Uh, some of that we're t- like I said, we're tilting a little more growth. So we got you know Microsoft's one of our largest holdings. Okay. We got Apple's still one of our biggest holdings, even though we've actually trimmed it back recently. I mean, Apple's had a phenomenal run this year. Today. Have they ever? Yeah. So we just took a little off the table a couple of weeks ago. We probably should have waited the way the market keeps grinding higher, but we'll we'll see where it's at in the. We, again, we still own it, still like it. We just feel it's more due for consolidation than to continue to go higher. So those okay. are a couple of our bigger names. Again, I, we like we like tech in general. Okay, perfect. Well, that, that's fantastic. Uh, before we go on, um, folks, if you're listening out there, uh, and, and, you know, Keith made a great explanation of the core select. Give us a call. We can sit down and talk to you, you know, directly about it. Spend a half hour, 45 minutes, no cost, no obligation. Call us at 630-780-1099. You know, that's new clients, current clients. If you're like, hey, why aren't, why aren't I in that? Hey, let's talk about it. You know, there, there's definitely a reason, you know. So uh, uh, it's an amazing portfolio. Keith, you can see that the pedigree that he brings to the team. Uh, and this has done very, very well, um, you know, performance-wise. And we don't know what tomorrow brings, but it seems like they have a very uh, strong methodology to to what they're doing. Um, okay, so let, moving on, um, 
I was going to cover one of your other portfolios, Keith, but I'm not going to because I want to hit a few other topics. I know you're you you're the head uh, you know the head person on the core select, but I thought we covered that pretty good. Keith Sounds also good. covers. Um, or is in charge of the G33, which he alluded to a little bit, which is a full uh, court press growth portfolio. It has 33 uh, separate names in it. Um, you know, obviously has done well, you know, as the tech, as the tech uh, you know, has done very, very well. Uh, and maybe we'll get you back another time and talk about that. But I know what people want to know from someone like you is, first of all, give me your thoughts. Uh, we have about six weeks left at the, you know, until the end of the year. How do you see? How do you see the market? Um, you know, what are you? What are you aware of? What are you worried about? And what are you you thinking? You know, kind of how this ends this year is going to end out. Sounds good. The market's up strong. I think the S and P is up roughly around twenty five percent year to date. So that's a that's a strong year. So now the question is, what's going to happen in the next six weeks? Not exactly sure, but I my hunch is the market is going to be fine. I think we'll go maybe sideways, plus or minus a little bit. Not a whole lot from these levels. I think it's going to be a little bit different than last year. If you remember last year's market was pretty strong going into the fourth quarter, and then we ended up having almost a 20% sell-off. I don't think yeah, that's Yeah, I definitely gonna... remember that, Keith. Yeah, and there, there, <laughs> were, there were people kind of uh, getting a lot. Of, that was right after I started, so getting a lot of phone calls. Of, like, what, what's going on with the markets? I mean, where, where can we go? And it's just like, well, these are the times when you actually should step up and be buying things. And that's what we did, generally speaking. And end of December, we started actually buying these things as they were going on sale. So that's kind of like we like to buy stocks when they go on sale. Now, for the end of this year, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of lot of movement. Now, the, the, the two big variables are something could happen with the U.S. and the trade uh, regulation stuff with China. I mean, negotiation, Trump could tweet something one way or the other and get the market excited or kind of get a little depressed. So we could mm-hmm. have a little bit of volatility before year end. But fundamentally speaking, I think we're in a lot better place than we were last year. Last year, investors generally thought the market was strong. They were excited for 2019. And also, we started seeing some economic data that was weakening a little bit, so that didn't help. We had the government go on strike last year, so people were out of jobs for about a month. And then we were right in the heat of the China-U.S. tariff talk. And right now, at this point in time, none of that stuff is happening. I think people are more kind of sanguine about where the market's going to be. Um, people are actually working now. And then uh, going to the China tariff stuff, we're closer to at least a phase one agreement than actual right in the middle of it where it's ramping up. I think we're more towards a de-escalation phase of the China tariff talks. Right, which is obviously a big factor when, uh, you know, with the markets, you know, so it, it uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't go well, then, you know, I think we're going to, we're definitely going to notice it. Um, okay, so that's good. So the end of the year, going to the end of the year, you feel like, you know, you're not saying, hey, it's going to go way up. It's not going to go way down. It's going to kind of stay its course and, and kind of see what happens as the, as the news filters down. Exactly. I don't, like I said, there's no reason to, if you're on your investment plan to be adding to it. Now, there's no reason to be taking off here at okay. this point in time. Now, let me ask you this. So, so the the question I get a lot, obviously, is next year is a big election year. You know, so people, um, you know, I know you're not supposed to mix portfolios in politics ever, you know, but uh, but it seems over the last three years, it's 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 come more forefront than I, than I remember ever seeing it. So people always ask me, um, you know, what do you think of next year? Is, is the market going to, you know, collapse next year because of the election? 
um, and, and these sort of things. What's your what it is is your outlook or gradient's outlook for next year? Like, what are you guys seeing or what are you thinking? You know, I know you, you don't have a crystal ball in front of you yep. or anything like that, but uh, give me just your opinion on it. No, we always look at things. That's how we do invest. We like to look at top down versus bottom up, looking at individual stocks. We also look at what what's the overall economy going to do. So I'll start with the overall economy itself. We think the economy is going to still chug along around two percent GDP growth, which is which is great. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's great. Solid growth, right? So we have 2% GDP growth. Right now we have unemployment rates are at 3.6%. That's the lowest in 50 years. I mean, it's a little bit older than I am, but not by much. It's a few months. So I'm, 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 I'm getting there. So I mean, with unemployment that low and wages rising, that's a good combination because consumers drive about 70% of the overall economy. So that's a good thing. Right. Now, now you're, you mentioned elections and you're right. People get a little nervous on it, but the main thing I want to reiterate, and you already kind of did, is keep your investment decisions separate from your overall politics, right? Because if you remember going back to when Trump was first elected that night, the future is absolutely just in free fall. Right. And you come in, basically, how quickly it changed, and it rebounded that next day, actually. I'm surprised it was that quick, but boom, all of a sudden people were hand over fist, is going to be the best thing that ever happened. And right. The same and thing. Then, and go, then it really ran. And then it ran, right? So it's like, okay, it's a lot of people that were selling off. It was like, oh, that, that was the exact opposite thing to do. Right. Whether you liked him or didn't like him. And the same thing with Obama. If you back to his second term when he got elected, people were worried that, okay, now he's getting a little more aggressive on some of these business practice policies and that'd be negative for the market. And again, what happened? The market would continue to grind a lot higher. So you never know what's going to happen with politics and who gets elected, but we like to keep that separate and focus on the underlying fundamentals of what thing, what's going on with the economy because that's where eventually the stock prices will react to that. Now there'll be some, there could be some hiccups of, something happens that one party gets elected or another party gets elected. And for instance, some of these healthcare names recently have been selling off on fears that maybe next year that a change in regimen would happen and be a little more hard on some of these healthcare names or healthcare for all, which could be negative for some of these healthcare stocks. But sure, that's we're about two, three, even if that would happen, we're about two, three years from that actually happening to the implement to the company's policies that would actually change how the stocks should react. So there's actually an opportunity in our mind to actually pick up some stocks when things get hit on opportunity on things like that. Okay, that so sense. so your your general thesis next year is is kind of stay the course. Uh, unemployment is 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 very very low. Uh, I hear all the time consumer is strong, and uh, and you really can't control at the end of the day other than your one vote what's what's going to happen. So you know maybe don't. Uh, you know, try to block out the noise. I know that it seems, you know, every day it seems harder and harder, but uh, but stay in the course and using portfolios that, you know, where you guys focus on actual companies uh, and how their outlook is doing seems to be a strategy that's worked, you know, yeah, it's, for your it's whole tried, career. It's, it's tried and true, exactly. It, you focus on underlying fundamentals, and there'll be some dislocations between valuation and what's actually going on the, in the company. But if you wait a little while, typically it'll work itself out, just like with this politics. It's, it's a lot of noise, right? It's just like, it's not going to be even wh- whatever side gets elected doesn't it won't be as good or as bad as what some of the investors are thinking. It'll be more muted, right? Yeah, and, and Rob, it's like you're always telling me uh, everybody's situation is different, and the time horizons that investors have are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that can affect people's outlooks as well. But totally. really, stay calm. You know, keep calm and carry on. We've yes. all seen the sign. <laughs> yep. uh, but that's a really good sign for the markets, the way it sounds, mm. Keith, from what you're saying. But again, you have to look at your personal situation and have a professional like Rob sit down with you to see if your time frame, you know, are you going to, you know, the, the best advice you hear in the market is, you know, stay the course, stay the course. 
uh, because that's that's where the growth will come. Uh, but again, you need to look at your personal situation. Rob, that's where you come in. And Rob, I know you explain to people that you know past performance isn't always indicative of future results, but 100%. you have to look at, but portfolio <laughs> managers like Keith, uh, they stay on top of it. They're professionals and they have to look at all these indicators and factors and what companies are doing and where the economy's at. And so uh, I know that uh, the fact that you can pick up the phone and get Keith on the phone uh, if you have a specific client with a specific question is a huge advantage you have. Uh, a portfolio manager at an investment company like Gradient Investments, uh, that's great, isn't it? Well, I think it's, you know, to, to even be able to have someone like Keith come down, spend 20 minutes with us, uh, you know, get his word out to there. And I think you can see that, you know, the philosophy of looking at companies, blocking out the noise, you know, you know, that usually over time breeds success. And and, uh, yep. and it was fantastic. Keith, I want to just thank you again for coming down. I know I know you're a busy, busy guy. Yep. And, and uh, to be able to spend you know, 20, 25 minutes with us today. I think our, our, our listeners are going to get a lot out of this, uh, especially ex- the explanation of the course select. And I also think, you know, the outlook for the end of the year and next year, I, hopefully that calms, you know, the few of the, the nervous Nellies out there down. So again, thank you, uh, you know, for coming on to the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And again, clients should talk to yourself, get your investment plan and stay the course. Great words of advice. Tony, do we have anything else or are we wrapping no, this up? I no, think, I think we should wrap it up. We're out of time, Rob. But one more time, Rob, let our listeners know how they can get that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation and sit down with you and talk about where their investments are at. 100%. Give us a call direct. You'll sit down with me. You know, you won't sit down with a, with a junior advisor or anything like that. Uh, half hour, 45 minutes. Like Tony says, we're not, we, we don't charge for that. It's more of a, a get to know you. But it's 630-780-1099. Uh, you know, give us a call. Like I said, even if you're a you know a current client out there, and you, geez, yeah, hey, what's that course select all about? Give us a call. Let's talk about it. It might it might fit for what you're currently doing. I know we meet with everybody every three or four months anyway, but uh, um, so it would have been brought up, and we have a, we do have a tremendous amount of assets in that. But uh, other than that, enjoy you know enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, we appreciate you listening. I can't tease out what I'm doing next week, but uh, but trust me, tune on into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, no. You can't. But it's a great show. Uh, thanks, Keith, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And that does it for today's episode of Ready, Aim, Retire with our host, Rob Curvin. Thank you for listening to Ready, Aim, Retire. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rob Curvin at Advanced Planning Advisors, Inc. Call 630-780-1099 or visit their website at apadvisors.net. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Robert Curvin offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508. An SEC-registered investment advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Advanced Planning Advisors, Inc is not a registered investment advisor and is not an affiliated of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through P. Robert Curvin, independent agent. P. Robert Curvin and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.